Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Before I formally start the show, I want to just mention that there are some horrific things happening in the world. And Grief is so prevalent to so many of us. The things we're seeing on the news, both in our own countries and abroad, are just absolutely devastating. So before we go any further, if you are someone who is experiencing grief and you need some comfort and some understanding, chapter 10 of my book, We Don't Die, is how to survive grief. It's a big chapter and it talks about what happens in our brain, why we grieve, things that we can do to feel better. It's so important to me not just to talk about the evidence of the afterlife, which is great, but we need tools for living life right now. And some of us got into this conversation because of deep grief. So if you're interested in that, you can have it for free, absolutely, at my website, which is wedontdie.com. Go to the store page, scroll down, you'll see the audiobook. We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Please use the coupon code FREE. And not only can you listen chapter by chapter, but the PDF copy is there also if you'd rather read it. So just sign up for the audiobook and that's yours to keep. I don't want to diminish how important it is to understand grief. So many people die inside and you may know what it's like when you have a loved one pass. And so there's no justification or understanding for some of the things that are happening in the world right now. But please, if you want to share my book with other people, give them the coupon code. Please, I'm here to help. I really am. So today's episode actually goes hand in hand with grief and the afterlife. 
Many, many years ago, I had a conversation with Virginia Hummel. Her 25-year-old son was killed in a motorcycle accident. And afterwards, she experienced the miracles of contact between him and her, and her view of reality started to change. She first started writing a book called Miracle Messenger, Signs from Above, with her story about her son. And then she's also written a book called Cracking the Grief Code. You can find out more about her at virginiahummel.com. So where we're picking up in this conversation is she was just starting to talk about being very spiritual as a child, just knowing that there was something more. Gosh, you know, we have all the regular life events, the the marriages and the kids and all sorts of things. But all along, I I knew that there was something of a spiritual nature happening around me. Mm -hmm. And I put up my spiritual radar, and which is what I encourage a lot of people do, is just to begin to pay attention. A lot of us are so busy with our lives and raising kids and working that we shut everything out. There's too much noise. There's TV and there's radio and there's drama in our lives. But if we can take a moment to just say, "I'm, I'm just going to be aware of things around me, you may begin to notice, like I did, synchronistic events, people coming into your life, opportunities for you that are not just coincidental. They lead you on a specific path, a trail, and they move you forward. I found that happened quite a lot. And I also found that if I was going in the wrong direction, I would be blocked. So by tuning into my intuition and putting up my spiritual radar and and being aware I was more easily led in directions that benefited me, thus benefiting other people. And then I have four children, my younger son, two older boys and two younger girls, and my younger son was killed in an accident in 2006. Wow. But he and his sister were very psychic. They could see people on the other side. They were very, very close, and they had truly had dreams of changing the world. But it was through my daughter's experiences with spirit when she would come to me and say, Mommy, my light's going on and off in my room. I'm hearing someone whisper my name. All of these different events forced me as a, as a parent to address these with her in a very non-threatening, open type of way, open and supportive way, which was something I didn't get as a child. So in doing that, I was able to talk with my son about life after death. And thus, when he transitioned, along with my grief, I was able to tell myself if there truly is something more, then my son will help me figure that out. And that is what has led me today to you following that path. What are some of those signs or messages that you got from your son? And first of all, I'm sorry about the death of your son, even as much as we believe we don't die. I know, and you know as well, the grieving is very real. And um, so my condolences to you and bravo to you for taking all of it and now making a difference with so many lives. Oh, thank you, Sandra. Well, the interesting thing about my experience with the death of my son I have four children, and Chris was the only child that I felt that the day he was born and I held him, I knew he would cross before I did. Hmm. And it was an unerring certainty, and it terrified me. 
Sure. And I thought, where did that thought come from? My, my goodness, who thinks those things? But it stuck with me. And in metaphysics, we learn that what we focus on, we attract. So surely I did not want to focus on that. But the voice continued to whisper to me throughout his life. As a teenager, he came to me and told me he knew when and how he would die. I had never said anything to anybody what I felt at his birth and what I felt all along. And I begged him to give me the information and he wouldn't until about two years later when he finally said, well, mom, I'm going to die at age 52. My son crossed at age 25 and it wasn't uh, until uh, maybe six months after his death that I remembered that conversation and I saw those numbers reverse themselves Hmm. from 52 to 25. And I knew he purposely did not tell me it was 25 because he didn't want me to worry. Of course not. But one of the things that is, I find so fascinating, that realizing that both my son and I knew of his impending death, after his death, I was compelled to look for a larger meaning, to really dig deeper into the supposition that we are eternal beings. And that was the only explanation that made sense to me. Was my knowing actually a memory from a spiritual contract that I had made with my son before we incarnated into these bodies? Hmm. And if that was the case, why had we chosen to participate in his early death? What were the lessons to be learned? What has his life and early passing taught me? And how could I honor my son and our journey if not to embrace those lessons remain in a state of grace and be open to his contact as well as other experiences that were now available to me. Have you received any communications or anything from your son after he transitioned? Absolutely. There's just so many. I completed my first book, Miracle Messenger, because he had contacted eight different people within five years of his crossing and one person who had never met him, he came to. And it's just really fascinating. I think a lot of people don't know of these opportunities and possibilities to connect with our loved ones. And what a way to comfort ourselves knowing that we can go on and feel their presence and sense their presence and see them in dreams and communicate and they can send us signs. It was truly the only thing that saved me, that lifted me up from that place of deep, deep sadness and grief to joy. In the midst of my grief, when you lose a child, it's really unexplainable. I'm going to say, unless you've experienced, it's very difficult to, to describe the feeling to someone else. And it is devastating and it is truly life altering. Sure. But in the midst of that deep grief, I was filled with joy because I was aware there was something more. And every time I looked towards God and spirit and my son for a connection, for a sign to tell me that there was something more, I received one kind of messages have been experienced? Well, they can come through the cell phone. Um, What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, I had my son's cell phone after he died, and the phone would ring, and I would pick it up, and I'd hear some crackling, and I'd say, hello, hello, and there was no voice back, but I could sense there was someone there, and i go, well, that's really weird, and I would hang up and redial the number that dialed me, and Mm -hmm. it said, I'm sorry. This number is no longer in service. And I said, aha. 
Something is happening. Chris is trying to come through. Well, he did the same thing with his lifelong friend, Mandy Patterson. The weekend he died, she did not know he had crossed over yet. She was receiving phone calls from an all-zero phone number, and she would pick up. It would sound like someone was there, but it was very far away. And she began to think that someone was stalking her. The phone calls came through all weekend long. And so Monday morning, she picked up the phone and called Verizon and said, you know, somebody is stalking me. I'm getting these phone calls. I don't know who they're from. And they said, gosh, I'm sorry. There's no record of these phone calls, and there is no all-zero phone number. Spirit connects with us in so many different ways. They come through certainly through uh, electrical phenomenon. The lights can blink. They can work through our computers, radio. Uh, Many people will get a a thought about their loved one and then their favorite song comes on the radio. That's a really wonderful way for spirit to connect and let them know that they're with us. Mm -hmm. And that would happen to me in my car. I would be driving along. Suddenly my head was filled with thoughts of my son and James Blunt's You're Beautiful would start playing on the radio. And I could feel my car fill up with my son's presence, and I was always compelled to lay my right arm across the armrest with my palm up because I knew my son was holding my hand. They can come through animals. They can come through after death, the after-death communication when we sleep. You know, generally between 2 and 5 o'clock in the morning is when our psychological and physical defenses are at their lowest. And our ability as spirit, as a spiritual being, is able to reconnect with that divine place that we come from. We're going to pause right now and take a quick break. But while during the break, just have a think to yourself. What signs have you gotten? We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Let's continue listening to Virginia Hummel as she talks about signs after her son had passed. My favorite, absolute favorite, my son appears as a hummingbird. Now, I can't honestly say if his little soul is inside the hummingbird, but I know he's very much connected with it. And for me and many of my family members and friends now, a hummingbird has become a sign of a connection to spirit. Uh, About a month after my son had crossed, I was in the garage unpacking some of his things, and I was halfway in the garage, and I was crying. It was very painful looking at his baby clothes and such. Mm -hmm. And a little hummingbird flew into the garage and hovered three feet in front of my face, just staring at me. He was so large. Uh, You know, they're so tiny, but his presence was so large. It forced me to stop what I was doing and really take a look at him. And suddenly I found myself in gratitude of this beautiful little creature. And instantly I felt the energy in the garage change. I could feel the molecules in the air and and inside of me there was a there was a vibrational change and suddenly I could feel Chris everywhere around me. It was a moment that shifted me from sadness and despair to hope. It's Amazing to me when a butterfly comes close, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to have a hummingbird, which are rare to see anyways, come into your garage and three feet from your face, that's pretty extraordinary. Well, so I thought it was really cool. And, And the beautiful thing about it, Sandra, was that it helped me to shift my energy from that sadness and despair which is a very slow, low vibration to a much higher vibration. The moment I felt gratitude and saw the beauty in this little creature, my energy shifted. It was raised. And once you begin to learn to raise your vibration and your energy level, we are more readily available to connect with spirit. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people, to anybody that's willing to listen and to be open to this. Everything is vibration. And spirit resonates on such a high, high level. And here on the earth plane, we're, we're much denser. But in, during grief, we're shrouded with this awfully deep, cutting, penetrating pain and sadness and despair, which pulls us further, the furthest away from spirit, from unconditional love, from the feeling of gratitude and joy. And so when we're courageous enough to just take a peek, to open ourselves up to spirit, to put up our spiritual radar and reach out to try to touch that, we soon begin to lift ourselves and touch spirit and interact with spirit, which again, lifts us from that grief because it helps us to raise our vibration. I have a great energy level. I have a great story for you. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Well, one of my readers of my book uh, Mm -hmm. emailed me and she was a gosh, I think she was about 16 year old and her younger brother had died of an accident with a BB gun. Oh, my gosh. And she held herself very, very responsible, and she herself was going to kill herself. Mm. So I'm grateful she turned to me, and, you know, I was worried. Mm -hmm. What do I say? What do I say? What she really wanted was a sign from her brother. Mm -hmm. And so she stayed in communication with me, and I 
you know, I set her up with a little bit of help um, where she was. But mm-hmm. I said, and this was just intuitively, I said, the more dark and in despair you feel, the harder it is vibrationally for your brother to get through. Well, that mm-hmm. was enough to intrigue her. Well, what do you mean? And I said, grief is normal and it hurts really bad, but you have to do some things to raise your vibration so he can connect. Now she's really intrigued. So I said, play music, go outside, think about what you're grateful for. I really kept giving, giving, giving any tools that I had just to kind of mm-hmm. raise her. Well, she sends me the best email. She says that he used to like this song by this punk rock band and she says it's very rarely played and even when it is it's the the radio version and not the instrumental version i guess whatever mm-hmm. and she said i hear on the radio when i'm down that instrumental version that's very rarely played will come on the radio just when I need to hear it. So she's like, he's coming through because like they never play that song. And she went from despair to now belief. And so I think what you say about raising our vibration and feeling better, there is something to that. You need to have that higher level Mm -hmm. of vibration. So sometimes we might be really frustrated that, you know, so-and-so died and they're not coming through, but it takes something from our side to help raise our energy level so that it makes it easier for them. You mentioned music and music is a great way. You know, sometimes when I really need to get something done and I, I may be feeling sad or frustrated and I know I need a shift, I turn on Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And it's just those in those few first notes, my whole energy begins to shift and I just want to get up and sing it as loud as I can. And so, you know, we, I think we all have a favorite uplifting song. And that is, for me, the easiest way to help shift that vibration. That's, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'd love to share one more story yes. about the love hummingbird. It. The hummingbird became a, a wonderful sign. And he came quite often to me and, and other family members. And I had moved houses about two years after that garage incident. And there had been quite a few other little hummingbird incidents. And I was in the new house, and the the uh, movers hadn't come yet. And I was in the master bedroom just unpacking a few boxes and things I brought. And I wondered to myself, gee, I wonder if Chris knows I moved. And then I, like, kind of bonked my head like a V8 thing. Like, and said, well, Of course he does, right? <laughs> right. Well, instantly I heard this little... And I'm like, what is that noise? And I went to investigate, and I had left the sliding door to the living room open about a foot. And in the living room, a little hummingbird had flown and was trying to escape through one of the three big picture windows. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Well, that's a coincidence. I think of my son, and within seconds, there's a hummingbird in my house. So I didn't have anything to get him out with, a broom or a net or anything. I'm wondering how I'm going to do it. And suddenly, I am compelled to walk towards this little hummingbird where he's trying to get out the window. And I stop about 10 feet away. I didn't want to scare him, and I was just really enjoying his company and his presence. And once again, I was compelled. It It was as if spirit whispered to me. I closed my eyes and I raised my hand with my palm flat up into the air over my head as far as it could go. And suddenly that little hummingbird lighted on my fingertips. (sighs) And I couldn't believe it. And I lowered my hand and he had one fingertip 
one little foot on my index finger and one on the fingertip of my middle finger. And I just was in awe of this little creature, you know, God's little miracle. And he had this iridescent, beautiful iridescent green coat and his little beak. And his little claws were about the diameter of a daddy long legs leg. And wow. I just was marveling in this, Sandra, when suddenly the energy in the room shifted and I could feel that tingling sensation that filled me like champagne bubbles and suddenly my son was everywhere he was in the lights dreaming through the window he was inside me he was around me he was under my feet and I just said oh my gosh Chris you're here I could just it was so beautiful and then a moment later it was gone and I just stood there in gratitude with this little hummingbird still on my hand for goodness sakes and then I thought, gosh, I've, I've got to figure out how to get him outside. I wonder if he's going to stay on my hand. And so I slipped across the room about 20 feet to the door, and I slipped out the foot door that I'd, I'd opened just a crack and got to the patio, and my goodness, he still was on my fingertips. And I said, you know, I am so grateful you're here. Thank you for coming. And he continued to sit there and look around as if he were whistling like, waiting for me to get it. I didn't know what I was supposed to get, but I looked at him. I said, you know, I'll be okay. You can go. And he looked me in the eye. He nodded his head and he flew off. Oh now, my gosh. Sandra, that was, I'm like, did that just really happen? Well, I was so fortunate to be able to have two daughters that just love these types of things. They dearly missed their brother sure. and they knew that this was a sign and, and they were very supportive. But the rest of my family, you know, pretty much would roll their eyes and go, you know, that's a bird. Really nice, yeah. special. <laughs> Like, I would have been floored if it had been, the, like I said, a butterfly doing that. Well, and they do. And the dragonflies and, you know, people see feathers and pennies and all sorts of little signs. That's just spirit saying, we're here. We're right here with you. There is no separation. And that's the things that I hope that people will look for, even in the midst of their deepest grief. It's important that we grieve, and you know that, Sandra. I wailed with the best of them, laid on the floor, curled in the ball, and wailed. Of course. But then I said, okay, I let that move through me, that energy, and then I got up and said, but you know, I didn't feel all that great. I want to feel good. I think I can grieve feeling better than that. Mm -hmm. And I would bounce back and forth, but I always got up and looked towards spirit and said, you know, I really need another sign. Do something here, Chris. And he would come on my computer. I felt him one of the things that happened about a week or so after he first crossed over. I was paying bills one night and my screensaver was flashing random photos out of about 4,000 photos. And suddenly this photo of Chris came on and stuck on the screen and I looked up a couple times and I finally sat back in my chair and again the energy in the room shifted but I could feel that my son was there and I, yet I couldn't see him and suddenly from behind I felt as if someone wrapped a warm blanket around my shoulders and then I felt through the top 
my crown chakra at the very top of my head, something akin to warm syrup as it just spiraled through my body. And I felt peace and comfort and love. It was truly wonderful. And I know my son had wrapped his arms around me and kissed the top of my head. It was unmistakable, unforgettable. I will never forget that. The signs from our loved ones are very subtle sometimes. So you really need to be patient, be present, keep in communication with them. Ask them to step close, put a kiss on your cheek, maybe. Anyways, we'll hear more from Virginia when we get back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we have Virginia Hummel sharing about signs from the afterlife, and now believing in the afterlife really does help us with grief. You know, one of the things that is so difficult when we lose someone, generally our perception of death is finality. And with that fear of death also comes the fear of separation. As a parent who's lost a child, you know, my son's gone, you know, and and I'm a mother. Where is he? Is he okay? Is someone taking care of him? I didn't do my my motherly duty and protect my child. And then I think down the road, my gosh, you know, he'll never be married. He'll never go through these milestones. Well, what I've discovered on my journey is that through the premonitions that I had of his early departure, And through his premonitions, it encouraged me to reach out and begin to read and research. And I discovered other parents who had also had premonitions of their child's early passing, along with the child knowing this. 
And when we begin to to look at this information, information that comes back from near-death experiencers about the other side, we read about children's past lives. If a child has a past life and they give us very detailed information that can be proven, we know something is truly happen. if it happening. If they've had a past life, that means that all probability they're going to have a future life. And so when I began to take all this information in, I realized that it was able to help me shift my perception of death until I was no longer fearful of death. And when I released the fear of death, I also released that fear of separation. Our perception of these missed milestones is just that. It's a perception of something that truly wasn't supposed to be. So it's a big thing to wrap our minds around all this information. And I really go into in depth into my book, Cracking the Grief Code, and how I was able to walk this journey and discover these other people. Dr. Mary Neal, she's written to heaven and back. Mm-hmm. Her little boy at age four or five years old, she remembers a conversation when she said to him, you know, Willie, when you're 18, and Willie stopped her and said, Mom, I'm not going to be 18. Don't you remember that was the plan? Now, oh. so many parents have had similar experiences to Mary Neal and myself. Scarlett Lewis, a mother whose child died at the Sandy Hook elementary school in the shootings, she knew at her son's birth that she wouldn't have him for very long. And about a week before his death at Sandy Hook, he had asked his dad, how would he recognize his grandmother in heaven? And his dad was like, what are you talking about? You're not going to die. He goes, no, but I need to know, how am I going to recognize grandmother when I die? The parents were supposed to meet I believe the afternoon in the classroom, it was just before Christmas for, I think, a holiday project. And the little boy was very melancholy and he kept telling his parents, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then the day his dad took him to school and dropped him off, Jesse placed his hands on his father's shoulders and said, Dad, I want you to know it's all going to be okay and that I love you and Mom. And he turned around and walked off. And a few hours later, you know, he was he was killed um, in that shooting. But something else happened. A week after, Scarlett received a box of Jesse's papers from school. And in that box was a drawing that Jesse had made, a precognitive drawing of a little boy with angel wings standing across from a menacing figure who had had his face scratched out, blacked out with a black crown. Jesse knew something was happening. Jesse knew he was transitioning. His mother knew this from his birth. She didn't know when, but, you know, Scarlett has embraced life after death, and she's very aware of the flickering lights, and Jesse came to quite a few people just after he crossed over. So when we begin to take all of these things, Sandra, and you know them, you've experienced quite a few of them, when we put them all together and we really can see the bigger picture, that there is no separation. 
It's just a different state of existence. We can connect with that. That's what's most important. It will help us shift our perception of death and thus shift our perception of the way we see grief and our ability to heal. And that's what I want to ask you, because out of all of this, out of your experiences, out of your belief that Chris is still around, obviously you're doing some really tremendous things. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're up to? And it's so obvious that the contract you probably had with Chris was so that you could go on to do what you're doing because you're doing some really profound things to helping people through grief. And it's not just the loss of a loved one. It can be loss of a relationship. And why don't you mm-hmm. explain really how your life has changed uh, after his death and knowing that we don't die? Well, I realized that we shouldn't let the death of our child define or limit us. It should inspire us to go on and do great things. And I did not want my son's death to be for naught. And so I looked for the lesson and the gift. And, you know, it would have been easy to blame a lot of things, point my finger. But that didn't serve me or anyone. I knew there was a lesson. I knew there was something bigger than me, and it was my job to look for it. His death has been the gift of my spiritual awakening, and it has sent me on the greatest adventure of my lifetime. Now, I still miss the hell out of my son. Oh, I'm sure. going to say that. Yeah. I do. But I embrace life. I am joyful. I, You know, I have highs and lows. I sit at you know, Thanksgiving. There's an empty chair. I miss my son. Of course. But there's so many really wonderful things we can be inspired to do when we have a spiritual awakening. And it's really through my son that I realized that being of service not only helped other people, it helped me heal my grief too. Um, I have a good friend that I met about three years ago and she was really not in a good spot. She had to leave her two young sons in a foreign country Her husband was foreign, and even our U.S. State Department and embassy could not get these children out of the country, and she tried for years to, to rescue them, and they were being abused, and it was awful, and she was just at the breaking point, and when I began to talk to her about the bigger picture and our pre-birth contracts and these lessons and experiences that we go through. Through, you know, the last three years of working with her, she has really been able to shift her perception of this whole of event and look at things in a different way with a new perspective that has really helped her to begin healing. And the most wonderful thing happened. Her oldest son, It's been uh, about eight years since she left them there. Her oldest son this summer was able to make it to the U.S. Embassy in that country, and they were able to secret him out of the country, and she was reunited with one of her sons in June. Oh, that's great. It was just um, so moving for me. And how old is the son? He is 17. And she left them, I think, when they were six and four, and it was it was brutal. And, you know, she really experienced the loss of two children on a completely different level. You've heard of Eckhart Tolle. Yes. 
I read his Power of Now in the early 90s. I had gone through three divorces in the 80s. I was young in my 20s. And yeah, that was really tough because I dragged my children through them mm. and I had a lot of guilt around them. But in reading Eckhart Tolle's information about how we can step outside of the pain body and really view the drama outside and really release that, we can really shift our experience and, and how we view that experience. And I was able to really do that and release the anger and the bitterness and the sadness I had around those divorces. But the interesting thing was when I lost my son, I wondered if it was possible to do the same thing. And I discovered that it was. And this is what I found to be so important and the message that I would really like to begin to share with people and I've taken that message and put it in my book and, and built it in that when we combine all of these wonderfully STEs, spiritually transformative experiences. Oh, I like that. I did not coin that phrase, but it is really encompasses it all, the spiritually transformative experiences. And we can look for the lesson and the gift and we can step outside of our pain body and just be a witness to what has happened in more of a neutral position. Then we can truly begin to heal ourselves and move forward. Uh, and it's been a tremendous help to me. And I've written a guideline. So if people are interested, they can go ahead and read and begin to work on those exercises to really help shift their energy and their perception and, and truly, truly heal from grief. One of the notions that we all have is that we never truly get over the loss of a child, especially, mm -hmm. and, and a loved one. But I know some people will be upset with me saying this, but I don't believe that's true because I've been able to do it, and I know quite a few other people who have been able to do that. And I do also want to reiterate, we all have choices. And Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way is right. So if you want to be have that grief part of your life, there's nothing wrong with that. You're absolutely okay in doing that. But for me, I wanted something more. I wanted to find the joy again. Mm -hmm. And I know you did too. And, and you have through your book and your experiences. And my dad always said that quote. So when you just said that, I just got a See? flash of my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of believe in soul contracts, but I also believe that accidents happen and some horrific things can happen that take us from this life to the next. I don't believe that everything is pre-planned. But what I do believe, like Virginia says, is how we look at the situation. If we choose to become of service to others, that really helps. If we choose to look what have I learned from this? So it may take a couple of years to be able to look back on the situation with new eyes, but just be open to it. So we'll be back after the break, and Virginia's got some things to say about orbs, so you want to hear that. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbionica.com. C Y M B I O. T-I-K-A dot com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Now, Virginia has the website virginiahummel.com, but she also has the orbwhisperer.com. 20 months after the death of my son, I got up in the middle of the night in the dark and there was this brilliant ball of light and I looked at it and it looked at me and it shot across the room and made a sharp left and disappeared. I'm like, holy cow, there's a burglar outside and I raced through the house and I checked my daughter and checked the locks and I got back in the bed. I'm like, what the heck was that? And I realized it couldn't have been a burglar because I started on a wall. There were blackout curtains. And I will tell you, that little ball of light has set me down a path and a journey and an adventure of a lifetime. I began taking photographs of these brilliant balls of light, and they were coming into my house. I could call them and they would come. They would fill me with joy. Millions of people around the world are getting these brilliant balls of light in their digital photographs. Yes. And we have faces inside them. And what I have come to discover through my research and experience is that many of these balls of light are a visual manifestation of our solar consciousness energy. So for those of you who, you know, maybe feel your loved one or can't feel them and want to know if there's something more, pick up your digital camera and start taking flash photos and ask for your loved one to be there and they will show up in the photos. I've got just such the most amazing stories and I would actually would love to come back, Sandra, another time and talk specifically about that. But those can, people can visit my um, website, theorbwhisper.com. But I also have my new book, Cracking the Grief Code, is filled with orb photos and really incorporates orbs as a tool along with all of the other spiritually transformative experiences to help shift our perception of death, thus help us heal on our grief journey. That's so cool because I think of, like we said earlier, everything being energy Mm -hmm. and you think of the sun being mm-hmm. gigantic orb, right? Just mm-hmm, this ball mm-hmm. of fiery energy. And so why not? Why not have 
these minuscule little balls of energy that are visible. And you need your flash on to take, get a picture of them? Absolutely. Turn your flash from auto to on. Yeah. Go outside at night when it's dark because it's easier to get the contrast. Please do not shoot into a light source, not the sun or the moon or landscape lighting or indoor lighting because it can create lens flare and begin to practice. My website has a lot of information on it. There's uh, a bit more information in my new book that's coming up, but quite a bit of it's on the internet at the moment. Hey, Skeptic, skeptic it, Sandra has a question, though. Yes, Skeptic Sandra. Skeptic Sandra. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, my subtitle is a skeptic discovery of life. People <laughs> say, because I've heard them say it, that orbs are just a reflection off of dust. Well, they absolutely can be. And sometimes it's difficult to d d uh, distinguish between the two. But dust really needs to be within a few inches of the camera to re reflect a flash and to be captured. We have orb photographs 15 feet away behind, partially hidden behind an object. We have orbs with human faces inside that have been identified as loved ones. So it takes a little bit of a discerning eye. I've given some more information on the website about that, too. Oh, Virginia, so, this has oh, been awesome. What? But what is really important is in my research on this topic, there are quite a number of near-death experiencers who describe themselves crashing back into their body as a brilliant ball of light or leaving their body as a brilliant ball of light, or even a spark of light. And most notably is Evan Alexander and Proof of Heaven. He, there was a brilliant ball of light, this orb, that acted as an interpreter between he and God during his near-death experience. But this orb was also the woman on the butterfly wing in his near-death right. experience. They were one and the same, and it wasn't until he was uh, four months after he had awakened from his coma that his birth family sent him a picture of his youngest birth sister, someone who he had never met and who had died 10 years earlier. And she was the woman on the butterfly wing who was also the orb in his near-death experience. Oh, that is so cool. So there's just a lot of good, cool stuff going on out there. And it's just my pleasure to share it with you. Oh, I want to tell you one more story because that absolutely, just reminded absolutely. me of something. Once I was finally open to the fact that life after death was real and mm -hmm. skeptic Sandra, you know, she showed up less and less. Well, I'm a skeptic first, but then I'll do something to prove otherwise. But I was sitting on a bus from the airport back to where I live, about an hour bus ride north of Boston. Uh -huh. And I'm sitting next to this woman and she's saying that a friend of hers passed away and she's coming back from the funeral. Well, in my head... Out of the blue, I see a picture in my mind's eye of this young, handsome priest, right? It's like a black and white headshot is what I see in my mind's eye. And I'm like, and young, but good looking priest. So I'm thinking, that is so strange. And so I just shoved the image out of my head and I keep talking to this lady. So the more she spoke, she went down to visit Father so-and-so earlier, and he was the one who had passed away. Well, she pulls out a picture 
of the priest and it's the same exact guy that I saw in my mind's eye although in my mind I saw him younger than he was in the picture oh my but God. not only the validation of the priest but the same guy with the same wow. eyes with pretty much the same haircut oh it gave me the goosebumps so when you say wow. Evan Alexander's example of that that really was his sister you know those things happen and I really think like we had spoken about earlier, to raise our energy. And even one of the things that I like people to do, myself included, is to try to quiet that busy mind and get into a state. I mean, may not be the same as when between 2 and 5 a.m., but when you can mm-hmm. quiet your mind, I think there's more of a chance that you can, you know, feel your son in the car next to you, or I can feel Grammy's fingernails or whatever these things mm-hmm. are, or that I saw the priest in my mind. But it, it takes something, and it takes a little work on our part, but it's possible. It does. Oh, my gosh. I've so enjoyed our chat. Me, too. <laughs> and now I have a new friend. Thank you so much, Virginia. <laughs> You're so very welcome. Oh, my gosh. You, it, just, you just raised my vibration. Well, I'm just, like, ready to bounce off the walls and run around the house now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I can be honest and selfishly speaking, I need a reminder, too, that this is all real. And, mm-hmm. and there's no better way for me than to interview people that have had great stories. And it, it helps get you out in the world. It helps introduce you to people. It helps me introduce myself to you. And, you know, everybody gets some inspiration out of it. Not only that, like I intend for our listener to really enjoy it, for you to really enjoy it, and for me as well. So mm-hmm. we all feel good. And and let's be on the lookout for a miracle today. How about that? Wouldn't that be well, fun? Well, that would be wonderful. And God bless you. I mean, oh my gosh, what a great show you have. And I'm just so thankful and grateful that you thought of me. And, and I'm just was so happy to be here and, and be helpful today. And we thank Virginia for sure for being here. Thank you, Virginia. You can see her website at virginiahummel.com, theorbwhisperer.com, and she's got a few books out, Miracle Messenger, Signs from Above, also Cracking the Grief Code, and her new book is called Orbs and the Afterlife. I'm really glad we had that orb conversation because between you and me, I've done experiments with orbs and shaking pillows and dust, having the flash on on a camera at night, and it does pick up dust. There's a lot of people very excited that their loved ones are close, and not that they aren't, but be aware of dust. The particles, the orbs, should show some kind of intelligence. There was a great video that someone had posted on Facebook of intelligence, It was a balloon, a helium balloon that was following this person from room to room as she was talking to it. Now, she had a child in the afterlife and that that child was able to move the balloon through the rooms, up the stairs while she was talking is pretty darn amazing. So with any kind of afterlife communication, even if it is a sign from your loved one, look for the intelligence. I'm overlooking my bird sanctuary right now. And if I were to find a feather on the ground, it's pretty obvious it's from probably one of my birds. A lot of people use feathers as a sign, but be aware, are there birds in the area? One lady I had talked to found a random large white feather in her suitcase. Now that we can say is a sign, especially because she asked for a sign of a feather from her deceased son. 
There are many children in the afterlife, and the more we hear on the news, the more are going there. Please rest assured they continue to grow up in the afterlife, and when their parents meet them over, when it is their time to go, the children can return back to the age they were when they departed. There are loved ones, there are guides, there are people that look after them. They are not alone. For the parents that are left behind, there absolutely can be nothing more painful than to have a child depart before they do. There's a great organization called Helping Parents Heal dot org, which I cannot recommend enough because they are one organization about grief that does believe in the afterlife. They have a large Facebook group. They have different groups that meet in person around the world. They do a yearly conference. They have all kinds of online guest speakers. They have a YouTube channel with loads of great things. So again, that is helpingparentsheal.org. So we're going to close this episode, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. As a reminder, please come to wedontdie.com. Check out our calendar or the store page. It's all the good things coming up. We have a free Sunday gathering with medium demonstration for our online community. It's very powerful. We also have lots of great courses and other demonstrations that were, you can really heal and feel the power of your own divine soul. Plus, at the store page, remember to find the We Don't Die audiobook. Use coupon code FREE and be my guest and read that. Chapter 10, How to Survive Grief. So this is Sandra Champlain. I thank you again for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.